caring for our communities. Out of the gym and off the park, working just as hard paying it forward to our next generation. This is More Than An Athlete with Izzy and Kempe. Brought to you by Tremaine Real Estate, bringing people and property together in our communities. Yes, we all feel overwhelmed at times in life. What's important, though, is to have an outlet where you can deal with your emotions and handle them in a constructive way. And that's exactly what former Blackstick Brooke Neal has become when she has worked throughout the country with other women providing a space where they can take control of their unknown. Following her retirement from hockey in 2020, she shifted her focus towards becoming a mindset and well-being coach to help others deal with the same feelings of hopelessness she experienced at points during her career. She joins us this morning to talk about her career as well as being a well-being coach and professional athlete. Morena Brooke, how are you this morning? Morena team, yeah, good, thank you. Hey, thanks a lot for joining. Yeah, thanks a lot for joining us this morning. It's one of our favourite segments, more than just the athlete, checking out what the more is uh, from past and present athletes. And your journey, Brooke, has been a fascinating one um, in that you've uh, played over 170 games, obviously, for the Black Sticks, but also uh, that journey you've taken into being a wellbeing coach and uh, helping other women find their balance. Just take us through that defining moment in your career where you thought, man, I've got to do something here, otherwise uh, I'm just going to let the world get on top of me. Oh, well, if you want a a picture (laughs) painted for you, I remember the exact moment. Um, It was on Esmond Road in Takapuna when I was flatting there, 2014, um, my first year into the Black Sticks, actually, and... A lot of personal stuff had happened. Um, I was dealing with chronic pain, but I didn't want to tell the physio. You know, that whole story mm. on you don't want to be seen as weak, that new bun coming in that you can't handle the jandal. Um, and so, yeah, got to the point where I was just suppressing everything so much that I I, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, and it was this musty old couch that I collapsed onto, and I still <laughs> remember the smell of it. Um, and I had my breaking point and just realised I was either going to quit or I had to find a better way. Um, yeah, because there was just no other alternative. And so I ended up just little breadcrumbs, just following some things. Um, podcasts were new back then, and I listened to one about meditation. And it sort of just changed a few things for me, enough for me to give it, get a little bit of hope and just keep adding some tools to my toolkit. Um, and actually, probably the biggest thing for me was realizing I couldn't keep hiding things and I needed to reach out for help. Um, and so that's what I kept doing and managed to, obviously, as you said, get pretty far in my Black Sits career and, and now paying it forward to the, to the next generation. Hey, Brooke, it's Izzy here. I love hearing your conversations around mental health. I think it's so important. I was, I was reading an article on you this morning and it was talking about your, your whole career and, and your baby giraffe nickname that you went through as a, as a young <laughs> kid and, and one of the not probably the most talented and gifted players, but one that was so determined to, to do well. Look, how much of your thought process was a more internal thought process for yourself? Because I know when you think about pressure and people talk about pressure, they think, Pressure is from external people and on all the pressure from uh, expectations on yourself. But how much of that pressure did you put on yourself and, and you thought it was coming from externally, but it was more internally? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I'd say it's definitely a mixture of both. Um, you never forget the things that people say to you, right? Even when I was at Intermediate, I remember a couple of really key comments sticking with me. And so it really makes me think about what I say to people now. Um, because yeah, Baby Giraffe was my nickname, and uh, and I definitely 
had some some external you know the the whole the whole idea of what an athlete should look like I just didn't fit that mold at all um yes I was tall but I had no no coordination or muscle on me to be able to put one foot in front of the next without tripping up so um I think when I got into the black sits environment you obviously compare yourself a lot to your teammates and for me it was more just looking at their bodies and the way that they were playing and training and just thinking well they're obviously the best in New Zealand and this is what I have to do to get there um instead of just like using what I had I think I tried to fit that very much of a mold um which I never was going to because of my 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 body shape and size and and fitness levels I guess so I think a lot of it was internal um but I didn't even know like this is back when meditation was sort of like new in the sense of no one talked about it in in a sporting context you know um and I didn't even realize that there was a voice in my head and that it was telling me all these these nasty things about myself and I didn't know that I could control it um so that was really basic for me just that fundamental like wow I can actually rewrite the programming in my brain to actually speak some 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 things to myself that can make me a better hockey player um, and uh, I think that's the, the, the biggest thing that I took away from that early days is, man, I'm so mean to myself, you know, like I'd never talk to my friends or my teammates this way. Why am I talking to myself this way? Yeah, I, I know exactly where you're coming from and, and the comparing to, to other people, you're constantly always doing it, but I, I love, um, you know, you're unique, you are you, and, and there's only one of you, and, you know, be proud of that, and it's absolutely, I love you being so open and, and vulnerable about, you know, your your younger life, and I've, I did the reading about, uh, you're all about balance, and, and the, the business that you've created, and it's Maxim, is about empowering young female athletes to find balance in their mental, social, and physical well-being, is this why you started it? Oh, totally. It's um, I love the saying, turn your mess into your message. <laughs> um, it's very much what I did and realised, like, I, I wish I had that when I was starting out in, in the high-performance environment. So I just started creating it, and it's grown to the stage where I realised it's not just athletes that need to hear it, it's everyone. So, yeah, I've been um, working with businesses and all sorts of high-performing environments because it's essentially the same in anywhere, right? Um we all need to find a bit of balance in our lives and figure out who we are away from our job or our sport so that we can actually um, get find performance in life. I know it sounds a bit cheesy, but like it's so needed at the moment. I feel like the pressure is just growing and growing. Um, and this well-being word is just like thrown around quite a lot, but for me it's, it's actually like putting that into practice and figuring out like what tools can you put in your own toolbox so that you can... I guess go throughout the day and be um, regulated instead of all over the show. I mean, I'm still having my day. You probably just heard my baby just before. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> he's five months old and I'm just walking the streets in the rain with an umbrella to stop him from screaming in the background. So, you know, we all got to do what we got to do. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what mums do. They they multitask quite well, Brooks. So well done on that. Hey, look, you've, you've raised some really good... Um, Key words here, hope, tools, you know, how you can control your own and determine what your own emotions are. Just on that, I just want to ask you the question because, you know, you've got a, a just in this conversation here, you've got a, a wide-ranging um, group of people that have gone back decades through high performance and what exactly high performance is. Have you, have you been able to determine 
um, what high-performing athletes uh, continually need to do and why that breakdown in their emotional well-being uh, happens because for me personally, I don't think we do have any high-performing athletes in New Zealand. I think they're performing athletes that struggle in each and every part of their life and it's about getting those parts right, which is the balance that you're talking um, talking about. Have you been able to d- uh, determine those points? Oh, it's such a good question. I'm constantly ch- asking those questions um, as well because I think if I had the answer to that, I'd be a millionaire. Um, <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I, I think um, with, with anyone who's trying to compete at that top level, it does become a bit of who you are. You know, like you have to, to a certain extent, put everything else aside and just focus on this one thing. And that's really unhealthy when we don't do the work to figure out who we are outside of that. Um, you know, I became Brooks, a hockey player. Um, and then when things started falling apart, of course, my life was going to fall apart because that's all I knew. That's all I was. Um, yep. And so a lot of the work that I do is not actually revolved around sport at all. It's just, you know, the basics of figuring out, like, who are you and what do you stand for? And, you know, what are these habits that I can start to create that regardless of how I'm performing, um, I can keep doing so that hopefully there's some consistency. So I don't know if that answered your question, but I think... Uh, I feel you. Yeah, New Zealand, I feel you. Especially in New Zealand, like, I think we obviously put a lot of emphasis on the medal and, mm. and the games and the winning. Um, and you can measure that, right? Like, you, you can... You know, you can compare how many hours training you've done compared to like your results, and that's where we things can get a bit tough because how do you measure your mental health? Um, you can't really put a figure on that, and so what we're seeing more and more is you know this emphasis on the things that you actually can't measure, but it's really hard for an athlete to just stop and, and stop measuring you know the, those things and start measuring some more important things like one of the tools that I use is just a weekly check-in with your body, your mind and your relationships. And it's like, you know, putting a number on that and then measuring it weekly. It's so simple, but we didn't, we didn't, you know, we don't do that. We measure our speed, we measure our strength, we measure our fitness testing. Um, but I think that that's more important. Yeah. I totally love what you're saying and, and I feel you because, you know, you're constantly going through life and rugby's all I've known and when you finish, you're like, who are you? What am I? And I think the reality is, kicks in when you have kids, you know, a mother, Brooke, <laughs> your, your, your family member and, and they only know you as mum. They don't even know Brooke the hockey player. They don't know me the rugby player. They just want you to feed them, laugh with them and play with yeah. them and I think that's a, a great part of life. And, and just, just want to ask you like, how you're helping a lot of other people and and you're doing some amazing work in this this area but how are you doing you doing good (laughs) thanks for asking uh you know the motherhood hormones are raging through me um it's been probably harder than any olympic games that i've ever competed in uh yeah sleep deprivation is a real thing it's no wonder it's a form of torture um but you know in saying that it's just like the most incredible thing and um we're just at the moment taking day day by day (laughs) oh there we go hey is that right (laughs) yeah no loving it and and I'm, i'm looking forward to stepping a bit more back into my business and working with um working with more people because it is, um, it is nice to have that balance and find purpose in, in lots of different areas of my life. 
Hey, Brooke, just one more question for me. Yeah, like, for um, it's really interesting, eh, because you can change your thought process and uh, develop emotions that you'd never thought that you'd have control over. What's the one tip you can give people on, you know, is it a breathing technique, is it meditation that you've found works for you but probably can be transferred into any other person that wants to give it a go? <laughs> this is a question I get asked a lot. You know, I go and do half-day workshops and they're like, give me the one thing, what's the quick hit? Um, and I wish that it was that simple, um, to be yeah. honest. I think, I, I think a starting point's really great and, and that's what I give people is just like start here. But if you're looking for one thing to, to solve your struggles, then um, I'd say maybe dig a little it a little bit deeper because, yeah, it's, I think the main thing it comes down to is just tiny. Like, what is the smallest action that you can take today that's going to have the greatest impact of your life? It's a great question I love to ask. It's like, what is the tiniest, minute thing that you can do either for your body, your mind, or your relationships? Maybe it's send a text. Maybe it's you know doing ten deep breaths. Maybe it's a cold shower in the morning. But what can you do to just keep moving the needle forward? I think we we get fixated on like one specific thing, and then routine goes out the window, and all of a sudden, you know that habit that you had of running every morning, it goes, and then all of a sudden, you, a month passes, and you realise you're further down because you stopped that thing. Um, but I think the question is, yeah, what is one tiny action that you can take and and do that in the next 10 to 15 minutes, you know, like don't put it off. Um, for me, the biggest go-to is at the moment, I mean, it changes all the time depending on what season of life I'm in, but at, at the moment it's just um, deep breaths <laughs> um, yeah. and, you know, calming that nervous system. And one thing that um, Andrew Huberman says, that lots of science behind it, is the double inhale with the long exhale, so double breath in, and then a, a longer exhale is the quickest way to calm your nervous system. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just a practical thing that you can do anytime you see yourself in that fight or flight. Beautiful. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Yesterday I was in a bit of a rut. I went for a walk down the driveway and I felt so much better, a bit of fresh air. I was like, oh, that's all I needed. Get outside. So that action will be just open the door, Israel, and walk through it and go for a walk. Um, just quickly, you know we had a message. No, sorry, just, just, That's just right. one more thing. Yeah, like all you have to do is look to your babies to ask what you need because when they're cranky, yeah. like I'm literally walking the streets right now and he's just looking around in awe. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's all That's all he needed to calm down was a bit of fresh air. So I think we need to look to them as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely love the kids. Hey, quickly, I just got a quick message from Cam in Invercargill. Hey, Laz, can you ask Brooke if she has any advice for a father of, of a 12-year-old daughter who is having those bad thoughts and she doesn't think very highly of herself. It's a, it's a pretty big question yeah. from Cam, one of our listeners. Yeah. I get asked this quite a lot. I go to lots of school visits and the parents say, I know what she needs to do and she just won't listen to me. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's true. Like when I was that age, I definitely didn't listen to my parents. So they did something pretty yeah. sneaky and they just passed on the information and the messages and the support that they wanted me to get and they would get someone who I trusted who was in my support network, like a mentor or a coach, to relay that to me. Um, I think it's super important to extend those networks so that you can yeah. have, you know, it, you, you are the sum of the people that you, you spend your time with, especially at that age. So even if it's having a conversation, um, like I'm often the messenger for a lot of these parents. They're like, you know, this is great. I wish, like, I told them this, but they're only listening to you. So... <laughs> 
maybe finding someone who's um, closer to their age and not your parents. So I'm sure I'll go through the yeah. same struggles when, when he reaches that age too. Yeah, we all will. We all will. They won't listen to us. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're listening to Izzy and Kitty yeah. for breakfast. And Brooke, uh, thanks a lot. Brooke Neal with her uh, important messaging in and around uh, health thanks, and well-being Brooke. has been absolutely fantastic this morning. Brooke, thanks a lot for joining us. And uh, we look forward to following your career because it's absolutely flying at the moment in that space. And um, go well. You know, breathe do your double, breath, your double breaths and your exhale and uh, keep looking at your little baby there because you're right, they do have all the answers and enjoy motherhood. Thanks, team. Appreciate your time. There you go. Awesome. Brooke Neal, that was awesome. Great chat. Yeah. Great chat for yeah, a first yeah, day yeah. back, I must say. Yeah. And I've got a saying, actually. I must say Marseille, but that was one of the greats. It yeah. was awesome. And a big shout-out to Millie Toll, who uh, we had a chat about that last week, who, who got us to... Uh, Brooke Neal and, and brought Brooke onto the show this morning. Um, that was more than just an athlete. And uh, we're just going to take a break. We'll be back straight after this.